Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Terrapin Station podcast. As always, I'm joined by fellow staff writers West Brown and Shane Kress. We are back after Maryland had their bye week in the third week of the college football season, and we'll take on a team that really hasn't ha- had very much play this season in Central Florida. Uh, three o'clock kickoff in College Park on Saturday. So let's jump right into it. Um, how are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Ready to kick this kick this bye week to the curb and get going here. So let's uh, jump right into it. Who's um, who's a player you're looking to watch uh, from the Central Florida side of things? Um, so FIU or uh, sorry, Central Florida has only played FIU, so it's hard to get a lot to go on. They smoked FIU. It was like 61-17. Um, and offensively, they could really do whatever they wanted. Um, one guy that I would like to watch is uh, Juwan Hamilton. He's a running back. As a team, FI, or, uh, sorry, UCF only averaged like three and a half yards per carry on 45 attempts, which is pretty awful. Um, but Juwan Hamilton kind of stood out among the committee and averaged close to five yards per carry. Um, and was really able to keep the drives alive. Uh, so I think it's gonna be important for Maryland to contain the run, not only him but the run game in general, uh, force QB to make some plays and make get some third and longs and try to end some drives early. Yeah, second with the offense, um, Mackenzie Milton, their quarterback. Uh, he started his first start last year was against Maryland. He became the first true freshman to start at quarterback for them. And he went 21 to 36 with 260 and two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's had he's had a decent start last year, um, but with only one game under his belt so far this year, two weeks off, um, it's going to be interesting to see if he can make sure he doesn't have any mistakes or else Maryland can really capitalize and hopefully turn the game around. Yeah, I agree on both. Um, Milton's kind of, if you watch the tape on him, he, he's – he kind of throws caution to the wind as almost a gunslinger at times. He just um, he's mobile in the pocket, so he's able to buy time. But it just seems like that he's willing to take chances. So that's something that you know Maryland secondary is have to going to have to be ready for. Um, and then bringing to my player of the game, uh, I'm going to go with keep it on the offense with uh, Traquan Smith, their six-one wide receiver. Uh, he had a pretty big game last year against the Terps. Uh, it was Eight catches, I believe, is 114 yards, and then that uh, late touchdown in overtime, where he, you know, was able to get away from Will, like- Will Likely and make a huge um, leaping catch. So he's a guy that down the field is a big threat for them. He had two touchdowns, uh, one from 50 yards and one from three yards out last week, or in their only game against FIU. So I mean, for Milton to have a big target like that that he can use either you know, going down the field or even in the red zone, you know, that's something that is going to be, you know, big for Maryland to stop. So they're going to have to keep an eye on him throughout the game for sure. Yeah. And and kind of going off all of our players, you know, to watch is it's a bunch of big play guys on offense. So looking at their game against FIU, it was, I think that's something Maryland can kind of benefit on actually is because, FIU didn't really put together a lot of drives. They relied a lot on big plays. They had a touchdown from 75 yards out 
a touchdown, a 51 yard touchdown run. Um, they had, um, a bunch of long drives, but they were only, you know, they were 65 yards and longer, but only five to seven plays. They moved the ball really quickly in a small amount of time. Their longest drive was like four and a half minutes and they were awful on third down. They were four of 13 in the game on third down. So they couldn't, it's, it's kind of the opposite of what we've seen so far of a lot of quarterbacks dinking and dunking on us. You know, Bouchelle in Texas was every third down. It was third and six, and he was a slant first down, first down, and then we stopped him in the red zone. Um, so I think that's it's going to be kind of an opposite test this week of this team isn't one that's putting together drives and converting third downs. They're relying a lot on the big play, which Maryland's done a great job of stopping this year. So I'm hoping that that kind of offensive fit will play into Maryland's defensive strategy pretty well and, and help the Terps this weekend. Yeah, this, this game can really start to turn into a shootout if Maryland lets UCF connect on a couple of those big plays. So it's really going to come down to how well Maryland can stop them on defense. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, it's, it's, it's really going to be interesting. It's almost – I mean, Texas was obviously Maryland's biggest test that they're going to face during non-conference play, but I think UCF is interesting for that reason because that offense is, you know, they're not going to take the short pass. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to run the ball down your throat. I mean, I do like uh, Juwan Hamilton. Uh, He's a guy that can run between the tackles while also, you know, being fast enough to get to the outside, um, depending on the situation, but if Maryland, Maryland's going to have to get pressure on Mackenzie Milton, um, you know, make him kind of get rid of the ball sooner than he wants to before those guys are able to get open downfield. And maybe that'll, you know, open things up for, you know, an interception or uh, get a few sacks in there. But it's going to be interesting to see how kind of if Maryland's able to rattle him early. I know they're obviously familiar with him from last year's game, uh, but he was able to have a decent amount of success last year. So, um you know, it's going to be interesting to see what what UCF was able to do from the offensive side of things. Yeah, I think kind of going off what Wes said, I think that this game has a very good chance of going into a shootout because based on the first couple of games of the year for us and for UCF against FIU, it's been a lot of big plays, a lot of high-powered offense. You know, there's been over 180 points scored by these two teams in, the, in three games. Um, so I think if we get out early and, and score a lot. It's going to force Mackenzie Milton to take some shots, and it's going to really come down to our corners, not making – and our secondary in general, not making mental mistakes, not breaking any coverage, and trying to prevent these big plays like we did against Texas and Towson. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that's what it's, that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, the defensive backs were tested a little bit against Texas, but – you know, not really so much against Towson. And for the most part, it played fairly well. You know, Antoine Brooks has stood out. Um, J.C. Jackson, an interception on an overthrow from Bouchelle in that first game. So, um, you know, they've had success. So this is going to be, you know, interesting test. Having a couple, like UCF does have a couple good receivers, Traquan Smith and uh, Frederick Snelson also had a nice game in their um, win against FIU. So, Maryland's secondary is probably going to be tested, I think, for the first time all season. Um, so, you know, based off of that, what is 
what each of you have is kind of a key to the game, you know, from either side. What does Maryland need to do in order to kind of get the upper hand here? Uh, I think a main thing is going to be keeping our offense off the field and giving our defense rest because they're going to have a lot of fits. This is going to be the best offense we've t- we've faced this year. So we want to give the defense as little time to make mistakes as possible. And to do that, I think the run game is going to need to continue to be insane. Like, our run game this year is, is unfathomable, and I don't think anyone really expected it. I, I think everyone knew we had a couple good backs, but to have the season we've had so far on the ground is awesome. So I think that's going to need to – we need to keep to that game plan. Walpel's got to work in – like, get the run game going early, work in some play action, give Kasim Hill – some time to get comfortable, and, you know, the less opportunity for mistake he has is better. You know, he's still a young guy, uh, one pick, and we don't know how he's going to respond. So I think get the run game going, let the receivers do well in the play action, and and get some long drives going, stop relying on the big plays, and actually take some time on the clock and develop a couple drives. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it really is going to depend on that offense, but I'm also going to go with, the defense here, um, with UCF not playing for the last two weeks, I think their offense is susceptible to a couple mistakes, especially early on. So I think that we can try and get a defensive touchdown in the first half or something that sort of gives us that separation and sort of knocks them off their feet at the beginning. Then Maryland can really find themselves in a safer position than if they were to just go shot for shot. Yeah, and kind of going off that, Anything, not necessarily defense touchdown, just anything, you know, like any sort of spark we can get, defense touchdown, big punt return, big kick return, anything to get. This is going to be the first real home game that we, you know, the crowd is going to be a lot more into. We want to get this crowd going. It's a three o'clock game. You know, those students are going to be a little drunker than they were at the Towson game, probably, and a little more rowdy and a little more into it. And, uh, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully we can get some big plays early, get the crowd really into the game and, and get ahead of them really early. Yeah, I think, I think that is going to be the key. It's going to be, this is easily the toughest test we're going to, we, you know, Maryland has faced thus far. Um, but, you know, Maryland's relied on those big plays, but I think the biggest key, what I'll say is, um, you know, if Maryland's able to get the, you know, that one, one or two touchdowns or even, you know, touchdown and field goal early on. Since Maryland has relied on those big plays so far, I'd be kind of like to see Maryland, you know, grind this one out, you know, kind of wear down Central Florida with, you know, the running game, maybe a little more of Lorenzo Harrison, a little bit more of a physical runner. We haven't really seen him um, have a whole lot of success so far this year. Obviously, everyone knows what he's capable of from last year as, you know, he was – you know, the t- top back, arguably, for a little while before he uh, was suspended. So uh, but I'd like to see him more more involved. So if they're able to, you know, you know, grind this one out a little more, you know, not rely on those a long touchdown from DJ Moore or long touchdown from Ty Johnson. Obviously, that's, you know, if that happens, that's great. But um, I'd, I'd kind of like to see Maryland maybe grind this one out a little more. Um, you know, rely on the run game and have those long drives because that's what it's going to take when Big Ten play starts. They're going to have to have, you know, we're not going to get, you know, 60-yard, three 60-yard touchdowns every game. So it would kind of be nice to see them grind this one out a little more, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, win or lose, I would feel a lot more comfortable going into Minnesota next week if I can see the offense put together some drives and get some points on the boards that aren't what we've seen so far, you know, just pick sixes and long touchdowns. If we can develop some drives against an actual higher caliber team, I'd feel a lot more comfortable going into Big Ten play knowing that our offense can handle all types of situations. Yeah, and I mean, also for UCF, they uh, just today they announced they're adding a game on October 28th, which is their last open week. So that means they're going to be playing 10 straight games this year. Maryland's the first at that stretch. So possibly if Maryland jumps ahead, three touchdowns or something like that, two touchdowns, maybe UCF just sort of puts a red flag up and the white flag up doesn't want to doesn't want to risk too much because they know they have this huge stretch coming up with no more breaks. So, so Maryland Maryland could try and work something that way if they can really put a lot of pressure on them early. Yeah, I, yeah, I think um, this is also it's kind of a lot on the line for Maryland. That is necessary, but uh, it would kind of be nice to see Maryland uh, be ranked heading into Big Ten play. It would make kind of a big statement, I think, for the program. Um, you know, Maryland was only a couple votes shy of you know, sneaking into the top 25 last week, and if, you know, a couple of those teams towards the bottom go down again, I could definitely see Maryland, if they have a convincing win, maybe they win, you know, you know, 45-17 or whatever the case is this week. If they kind of somewhat blow the doors off of UCF, I think, you know, we could see them ranked, and that's something I think would be huge for the program heading into, if they were able to head into Minnesota as a ranked team, a team that it looks like, you know, that we haven't seen a whole lot from yet. So, you know, maybe they're vulnerable, um, you know, so it'd be nice to see Maryland possibly, you know, enter conference play as a ranked team. Yeah. And I think it's hard to, to not put Maryland in the top 25 after this game, um, a win against Texas, who, by the way, we haven't mentioned yet, almost shocked USC on the road. That was an insane right. game. And I was pulling for Texas because a win against USC on the road would have looked awesome for Maryland. But, uh, I think it's hard to, to kind of realistically rank us behind teams like Notre Dame and Tennessee and those other teams that are kind of on the bubble there. I think with a win this week, we kind of cement ourselves as right around that 25 point. And I think a win against Minnesota almost definitely puts us in around 20. Um, and I think, you know, we have a realistic shot of, of going into our first row test with a pretty high rank if we continue to play the way we've been playing. Yeah, I mean, I think <clears> – <throat> I mean, obviously, some of these teams, you know, some of the ones that are even down towards the bottom of the top 25, obviously, probably face a little bit stiffer competition than Maryland has. So, um, you know, a win against a team that's, you know, going to be viewed as halfway decent in Central Florida, I think, you know, would be huge for, you know, Maryland standing going forward. I mean, even if they're not, you know, say they still blow out UCF and nothing, um, you know, nothing changes, they're still not ranked, I think. And if they're able to go into Minnesota and win, I would think for sure after that, that would kind of be this, you know, the win that they need to kind of get over that hump. But I, you know, if they win the next couple of weeks, I don't see, I don't see them not being ranked. Yeah, and taking a taking a ranking into Columbus for a showdown against Ohio State would be pretty big. Um, Cause that's that's what happened their first year in the Big Ten. They were three three and zero or four and zero, and they were twenty fifth ranked when Columbus or Ohio State came in. And then they lost like 56 nothing. So maybe a little bit of revenge this time if they can go in ranked again. Yeah, and then another week goes by where Ohio State looked pretty pedestrian. I know they pulled away in the second half, but they were up on Army in the first half by like 
10. It was a three-point game at one point. You know, Army, Ohio State was favored by like 40 points. That game should not have been close at all. Ohio State has not blown out teams like they used to do. Their offense seems, their defense seems just as good as ever, but their offense seems a little bit slower, a little less explosive. So I think that's a team that people are starting to realize can be beaten. They got smoked by Oklahoma. So I think, you know, even going in there, if we can have some confidence going to Ohio State, that's a winnable game. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, you know, if, if Maryland shows that they're able to go out on the road against Minnesota next week and, you know, kind of handle their business and, you know, get that win, I don't see it being crazy to think that they could go into Columbus and win, especially if uh, especially if Ohio State keeps struggling. Like you said, I mean, Army is a team that they shouldn't have, shouldn't have, you know, I mean, they only won by 31 points. I mean, yeah, it's 31 points, but I mean, I guess a team like that, they should dominate. And for, you know, top five caliber team in the country, they should, you know, be all over them. That should be, you know, you know, 50 to seven, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you look um, at Clemson, Clemson play Louisville and beat them by the same amount. So, right. On the road. Uh, so it's how, you know, you got to think about there's look, they're almost like a tier below those top teams, which is not usual. And then next, I mean, it doesn't really get, you know, we're not going to learn a whole lot more about them this week. But, I mean, if they are if they can't blow out UNLV this week, who is, you know, obviously not traditionally a football powerhouse. Um, so, I mean, if they're not able to jump out and, you know, beat them by a huge margin, I think they're definitely vulnerable, you know, when Maryland comes to Columbus in a couple weeks. Absolutely. And so, um, I guess kind of coming back around to UCF, um, you know, we're ESPN has this as like a 65% chance to win, which, you know, to be favored in this game at home is nice because a lot of times we don't see that. We're four-point favorites, which I think is pretty – I think it's a pretty accurate line. Um, I can see that game. I, I think we cover that. My prediction for this game is I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. I think it is going to come down to a little bit of a shootout. I think there's going to be a lot of big plays. I think whichever team can – can limit turnovers, limit mistakes, mental mistakes on defense, mental mistakes by the quarterback, um, is going to win. And I think Maryland's going to come out on this one. I'm thinking something like 41 to 31, pretty high scoring. I think it's going to be a high scoring first half, especially. Yeah, I'm thinking something sort of similar, like uh, 41 to 38. You know, maybe maybe Maryland stretches it to a touchdown or a two-score game, but I think it's, it's going to be relatively close because I don't think – I think this this might be the game where we see Maryland make some mistakes, um, but I think they'll be able to at least cover themselves against you know UCF. Yeah, I mean I agree with that too. I mean we saw it last year. I mean that was, you know, coming into it, I kind of thought maybe it would be it wouldn't be that close, but um, you you know UCF played awesome. You know Milton came in and you know played really well. So I would say I think we're gonna have a similar. Um, affair this week maybe not quite as close uh with the double overtime like last year but uh i'll go with uh i'll go with 38 27 um maryland wins um i think you know they'll they'll make enough stops in the second half to you know kind of get off the field and i think you know maybe a late interception uh seals it because we you know as you can see that milton you know isn't afraid to Slinging around, so I think um, I think maybe a late interception steals it. Uh, 
seals it, but I think Maryland's definitely going to move to 3-0. and Yeah, all I know is I think we have to keep it to more than a one-score game late. I don't trust any of our kickers to go late in the game or into overtime and kick anything to tire to win. Our kickers suck. I don't want it to be in their hands at the end of the game. I really hope we can get into late in the fourth quarter with a with a decent lead. Yeah, I mean, that's – not to say that's Maryland's only weakness. Um, you know, it's, definitely, it's, but, it's definitely not their only, but it's it's up there. It's, it's definitely yeah, the biggest. Yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest that concerns me. I mean, you know, if we're, you know, in Columbus or, you know, playing Michigan, you know, and it's somehow it's a three – you know, three point game with four minutes left, like, and they're at the 25 yard, you know, Ohio state's 25 yard line. Are they going to kick that field goal? Or are they just going to go for it? If it's like, you know, fourth and five, you know, so it's kind of, that's going to, that's going to be what it comes down to, you know, what DJ Durkin sees, if they have any confidence in those kickers, which I, seems like it's going to be an ongoing battle throughout the season. So uh, I'm not sure how much confidence they're going to have in them, but, so hopefully there's not a lot of games this year where it's, you know, at that point where we're going to need them to make big kicks late in the game. Yeah, just like just like you said after the Towson game, Durkin said, you know, it hasn't affected them yet this year because they haven't been in that kind of a situation. And um, they switched kickers back to Adam Green this week. So they're um, – it really, it really is a tough battle, and we really have to hope that Maryland doesn't fall to that point where that's what they need to win. Yeah, I mean, Green didn't really get a ton of chances last year, um, you know, and was, you know, two years ago had made what was it three or five kicks, I think. Um, was, I mean, he's shown that he can hit, you know, longer kicks at times, but it's just it seems like consistency is the biggest thing. So hopefully, you know. I'm, Maybe this week, uh, Maryland has to settle for a few field goals. Maybe he makes a couple, and that kind of gets his confidence up and, you know, gets the coaching staff to trust him a little bit more. Um, so that's, you know, that's maybe a bonus key to watch to see, you know, how the kicking, how the field goal kicking plays out this week. Yeah, I don't care who does well. I just want someone to kick some to the upright so we can get some confidence. I mean, it was only not only just being able to kick, being able to kick longer field goals it was against texas he got like a 35 yarder block which should never happen he kept it so low that a lineman didn't even jump and hit him in the hands so it's just that's just such a fundamental thing for kickers so i'm hoping they can get it on track and get some confidence because i don't feel comfortable anytime they're lined up to kick a field goal yeah it's just you know it's kind of it kind of sucks because we took i feel like we took it for granted you know couple of years Craddock. ago when we had Br- we had Brad Craddock every year. I mean, the guy was automatic. I mean, which I, I still don't understand why he's not a kicker in the NFL based off, like, some of these guys that are, you know, starting NFL kickers. Yeah, but, Roberto Aguayo was a second-round pick, and Brad Craddock hasn't gotten a kick in the NFL. It makes no sense. Yeah, go, yeah, go figure. It just it, it boggles my mind sometimes. But, I mean, like I said, we, we had him for so long, and it just, you know, whenever, you know, it was a 40-yard field goal, you wouldn't even flinch then. Oh, Craddock, you know, Craddock's most likely going to make this, but I mean, now it's, you know, is next year can't come soon enough to get, you know, to get, get some new blood in here at the position. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so any, uh, anything else to add guys before we, uh, take off? I don't think so. I think it's going to be really. post game. I think it's going to be good. I think Maryland pulls it out, covers the spread, wins by 10 or so. 
Yeah, I think uh, they're able to do that. I think they're definitely in good shape as uh, Big Ten play gets started. Uh, so that'll wrap us up for today. Uh, you know, kick off at three o'clock on Saturday afternoon on uh, FS1 should be probably the most entertaining game we've had so far. So uh, that's it. As always, go Terps. <laughs>